Hello and welcome to this week's episode from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter, as featured on BBC Radio 4 Extra's Podcast Hour, BBC Radio Manchester and also now BBC Radio Lancashire. Joining me today is Emily Littlechild, the founder and principal of a new dance school in Lancashire called Danceworks. We're going to be talking all about this, her passion for dance and just getting to know Emily a little bit more. So hello, Emily. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hello, Lucy. Thanks for having me. And I'm just so excited about this, like literally so buzzing. Great. Well, let's dive into it then. Um, We've obviously known each other, and I was trying to figure out, probably since you were two. I was, yeah, probably, yeah. That's how yeah. we started dancing together, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, crazy times. So we both are dancers brought up going to dance school in Preston, and um, yeah. you took it professionally. I didn't, yeah. but I think that was just because I'm more of a tapper and there's not really opportunities as much to do that professionally just yeah. that. 100% even at my college when I went professionally tap and I hate to say it was kind of the one that wasn't focused on as much mm-hmm. so your ballet and modern they were the ones that you stayed in your year group and you were split into like a and b they were the ones that you know you had to get right tap we were put together as the whole school yeah so like three years worth of people they kind of split us into groups from there and it was, it was never like, you know, if you were in the bottom group, it wasn't like, come on, you need to work hard. It was just kind of, oh, it's tough. Oh, yeah. You can do a time step, you're all right. You'll get back. Yeah. So you've, so we alluded to you've like danced since you were two. Yeah. Take me back to sort of when you realized that you liked it a bit more than just after school. Oh, gosh. Well, so I kind of used to be one of them kids that would tap dance under the table. Like you were the tapper, Lucy, 100%, but I've always had that kind of, I never even really loved tap either. Like I stopped when I was in grade five, Mm. just stopped completely. But I found when I was in high school, let's say if I was like practicing for my GCSEs, I think even in my GCSEs, I was like shuffling under the tables constantly. Mm. It was probably so annoying to other people. Um, And I, I even said to my mum at the time, I was like, I cannot do any more academics as in I tried my hardest at my GCSEs knew I had to get them out the way but the whole time I was doing them was when I was auditioning for dance colleges and my head was kind of elsewhere like I was only 16 at the time and I kind of really threw myself into the lion's den in the fact of I auditioned for nine colleges around the UK and like up to Scotland down to London um literally everywhere and obviously at only 16 you you don't even fully know yourself yet do you so I was in that audition room with people who were like like older than me now maybe like 25 who you know they know what they're doing don't they they've Mm. got like fishnets on the red lipstick you've got their character they're shining through with their personality and I was just a typical exam girl do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, I'd only done exams. I hadn't really found my own personality yet. So I found that really, really difficult. Um, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I think from the determination that I had to get through it, mm-hmm. like, because that time was so hard, 
it would have been quite easy to go oh that was that was absolutely horrible you know it was a bad environment I don't want to carry on but I think the fire that I had for it mm. I mean you know what it's like being on the stage as soon as them lights just shine on you the best. Like, you literally don't have anything else in your life do you no, I remember when, because the, the dance school we went to, um, they used to do shows every three years. And I remember sort of getting so excited and you'd be off, you'd be like backstage, the lights would be like down, you'd run on, the previous dance would like run off and then you'd just go for it. And I just remember like the last dance I did, you were in it, I think. It was the blue sparkly dress and it was rolling on the river. That time. Oh yeah, proud Mary. <laughs> yeah. I feel like me, oh, no, it wasn't me and you. Yeah, were we but, on at some point in that going around in the circle or something? Yeah, we were doing that. Did, did, yeah, did, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I just remember like everyone's faces because the majority of us it was like our last dance show. We we're just like laughing and like chatting and you know like yeah. purely enjoying it. But um, even when you were younger, I remember like all the mums and like my mum was always like, "Oh, Emily is so like graceful. She's like so good ballet." And you used to have all the boys like lift you up and do the solos, and there's me like flapping my feet doing the time. <laughs> um so yeah you were always like gonna be a dancer I could see it from like when you were younger so which dance college did you end up going to after uh, so, GCSEs or how did that play out yeah so I ended up going to the Hammond school in Chester um and I'd actually been already going there since I was I think I was 11 at the time when I started going to their like Sunday associate program so it was maybe only like once or twice a month um nothing too kind of full on at that age because you know you're only just going to high school and stuff like that mm. um and actually I'm not even gonna lie to you at all I didn't enjoy the associates didn't really enjoy it um I think it's because I was so used to doing my like at my local dance school I was very very comfortable like you said without kind of sounding big-headed I was comfortable at the school I didn't ever feel like I was really pushed too far out of my comfort zone if that makes sense yeah so when I went to somewhere like the associates where they were then asking me to sing they were asking me to act they were asking me to do like improvisation and stuff I was like hold on a sec this makes me feel like I'm not good do you know what I mean and that as silly as that sounds when you're like 11 and you you used to feeling like oh I feel good doing this mm. all of a sudden getting knocked back those few pegs and thinking oh, I'm really embarrassed now I I just didn't didn't like it um and that's when I kind of set my heart on the fact that I was going to go to London for college um it was Lane Lane Theatre Arts originally that I had my heart set on um, and then went through all the audition process, literally everything. And what's that like, like the audition process? And like the the whole environment of that, like what is that like? It is literally the best way to describe it is like you've kind of been thrown, like I said before, into a lion's den at the zoo. Like, <laughs> especially at that age, you kind of just stand there, absolutely starstruck looking at people. And I remember the only things that were going through my head were, oh, she's got a really fancy leotard on. Oh, she's not got her hair like mine is. Oh, she's got loads of makeup on. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of really doubting yourself. Um, and my mum just, bless her, she came with me to every single audition. We love her. Yeah, she's amazing, isn't she? And she'd only just had Ronnie at the time, my little brother. 
So he was born because she only had him when I was 16 and that was around my audition time. So um, he was a newborn traveling up and down on the tubes with us. Like my nan came with us as well, bless her, so she could look after Ronnie in the hotel. Um, And yeah, but my mum always said to me, she said, just go in and dance your dance. And I never really kind of understood that until probably more recently really because I've always been one of those dancers and you'll know this as well from dancing for so long that when you're either in a class or you're doing a show or anything where there's other dancers and you look at yourself in the mirror or you watch another group you kind of compare yourself to other people Mm. you kind of think oh that move they did there's like really cool whatever they did with their head or mine doesn't look like that mine's boring so when I went to audition I was really bad for that you know kind of trying to make myself dance like the other girls thinking yeah. that they were doing well and like like I said my mum just always said to me dance your dance like kind of just be you mm. uh, and I really I really did um listen to that and use that and I feel like that's like the quote really that's got me as far as it has so far because I do now when I walk into an audition room or a class it's like I'm a horse at Blackpool Beach with the blinkers on like you know you're completely in a world of your own I just don't yeah tunnel vision yeah complete tunnel vision and I just think I'm doing what I'm doing that's it like if it's not good enough it's not good enough that's only Mm -hmm. someone's opinion um but it has taken me a lot of years to realize that. I mean, when you're 16, your brain doesn't quite comprehend things like that, does it? But no. So you went, you started at the Hammond School. Yeah, that's right. So how long was that for? And what was the sort of study that you did? Was it specifically ballet? Was it like musical theater? What was that? It was a, a mix of everything, really. Uh, it was a three year long course. So from when I was 16 to 19. Um, and the first year you go, because it's it's quite a small school. I mean, I think there was only 28 people in my year altogether. That's literally mm-hmm. it. Um, and for your first year, you're all together. You know, you all learn similar kind of things, modern, tap, ballet, singing, all sorts of stuff like that. And then when you get to your second year, you can decide whether you want to do the dance course or the musical theatre course. And that's kind of what, when you start doing your actual like paperwork and your studies towards whichever one you've picked. And that also decides what shows you're in. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the MT shows, you're obviously going to be in like Legally Blonde at the end of the year or whatever show they're doing, 42nd Street. Whereas in the dance show, you're in like the big dance shows at the end um I ended up picking the dance vocal one um because out of dance you could either do dance vocal or dance choreography and at the time I knew that I was too far towards the ballet and modern side to do musical theatre because that was very heavily acting and singing based with kind of like not less dancing they still did the same kind of style we did but it just wasn't as focused um, and you're you're very um particular and sort of your from, from my point of view your style is or was when I was with you very sort of delicate and sort of if you're placing your foot there you're placing it there you know you're not 
somewhere exact. around yeah you're like yeah. exact well I've always been like a perfectionist like yeah just an extreme perfectionist that's good for some things it's bad for some things in dance it always seems it's always kind of served me well because if a choreography if a choreographer sorry asks me to put my arm there it's there do you know what I mean it's not kind of somewhere around that area I'll always hit those lines it didn't serve me well for things like commercial shall we say when oh and I remember this so well it's horrible looking back now when I first went to the Hammond and I think this was in associates actually when I was younger and we did a commercial class I remember looking at it on the board thinking what is that and I just thought I'll go in my ballet tights with my leotard rolled down my hair was still in a bun like it is now obviously (laughs) and I just thought right we'll go for it and I went and everyone was obviously in like commercial clothes you know like tracksuit bottoms crop tops anything to make them feel like a bit cool I was stood at the back of the room Mm -hmm. couldn't seem to bend my knees couldn't seem to get out of this like really balletic posture that I was just stuck in completely and I think that's why I seemed to I kind of told myself that I didn't enjoy it because I was pushed so far out of my comfort zone there Mm -hmm. and in the end it's ended up serving me so well by being pushed out of my comfort zone because the first, well, actually it was my second professional contract that I got on uh, the newest celebrity cruise ship was a commercial contract. Wow. There wasn't one dance that was ballet. To be fair, I remember like, yeah, I remember watching some of the videos on Facebook of you doing that and thinking and like, yeah you can judge me for this or be offended but I remember thinking what's Emily doing like in a yeah not ballet show exactly. and I watched the videos and I was like she's amazing like this is <laughs> any type of dance then yeah well that's that is fully down to the Hammond and I can't really thank them enough for that you know for pushing me out of my comfort zone um yeah because for my audition for celebrity the first round was ballet so obviously I was like you know, I can do this. Like that's when I had the confidence in the ballet. And hmm. um, like I said, blinkers on. I was like, I can do this. I fully know I can get through this round. Fully told myself I could, and I did. I got through it. And then they went straight on to jazz. I think it was, which got me through another round. But that was straight away in heels. And they were like, leap from the corner, leap from the corner. It's like brilliant. There goes my ankles. And um, and then. It was commercial, commercial through and through an improvisation. So they set us like a dance that was only four counts of eight, I think. And it was to, um, what's it called? The Macklemore song. Return of the Met. Get it what it is, what it does. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that was the song it was to. And they choreographed literally four eights in the middle of the song. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we're going to press play on the song. You're in groups of four. You have to just dance as soon as the song starts until, like, obviously our choreographed routine starts. And then when you finish the choreographed part, you need to carry on dancing. Mm. So I was like, I don't know any commercial moves. I only know plies. Like, <laughs> that's literally it. <laughs> so, um, but I remembered, and <laughs> this sounds so funny now, but... one of the commercial dances that I'd actually done at the Hammond 
I just kind of like stole the moves from that, you know, and like put it to that new piece of music. But then when I got going, yeah, but when I got going, I couldn't stop myself. Like looking back on it now, it's a bit embarrassing because I was like rolling all over the floor. I was like beyond saying it, like body popping, which I cannot do to save my life. But well, I think they probably just must have thought, oh, she's really going for it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've had your fair share of Beyonce. Do you not remember the famous oh. dad dance? Uh, and yeah, that's on YouTube as well. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch that after. Tell that, like, um, a mum or something's recorded it from the top. Um, because you, your dad was in it. Loads of dads did this dance at the end of yeah. the show. And then you were like, it was single ladies. They were all in, like, the leotards with the gloves and the heels. And then you came on doing it properly at the start. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good dance. And then all the dads... But you were like going for it then, so I was really going for it. But that that again was very choreographed, so I felt comfortable, you know, because it was like set. I knew that my hand had to be there and my hips had to be there. Whereas, like I said, as soon as anyone was like, "Okay, now make it up," my body was like, "Mm -mm, "We don't do that. We get told what to do, and that is it." Yeah, and that would really stretch you and like let you grow as a dancer, having to choreograph your own kind of thing. Yeah, and I feel like it's really kind of given me what I need as a teacher as well, because obviously as a teacher, now I'm the one that sets it. Mm. So I need to be able to make things up to music. I can't, you know, go to the students. Okay, yeah. what do you guys want to do today? Make it up. You know, like I've got yeah. to, I've got to go in and I'm the improviser, like I'm the lesson planner. I have to make these dances up that they're going to learn off. Yeah. So it's... A big role swap, but I, yeah. I yeah, it. do you know what? You're just helping my podcast flow really nicely because you keep men- mentioning the next thing I'm going to ask you. So. <laughs> so, yeah, so you did your celebrity cruise. Yeah. Did that get cut short because of COVID? Yes, it did. And so... Well, and when did you travel? What was it like traveling to all these places? Oh, honestly, Lucy, it was amazing. So we did like a, we did a little tour of Europe first. So we went to, we were actually in France for my birthday, which was, well, at first I was like, oh, we're in France for my birthday. This is literally amazing. Didn't realize that it was a Sunday. We had to get another boat off the ship to get onto land. And then when we finally did get on land, everything was shut because it was a Sunday. So we were just walking around the like empty streets of, I think it, I can't remember which part of France we're even in now. Um, and yeah, we just ended up going to KFC for our birthday. So I was like, well, here we are. At least we're in France. That's a bonus. And yeah. um, we did that and we went to Spain. Uh, we went to Greece, which was honestly, I don't know if you've ever been to Greece before, but it was unbelievable. Like I went to places that I'd probably never have, ever had the chance to go to if I hadn't have gone on the ship Santorini was just (gasps) unbelievable you know the kind of things you see on like Instagram or Twitter and you're like that looks too good to be true Mm. I was literally there and was like you know when you wish you can take pictures with your eyes it sounds so stupid but I was like wow just unbelievable Um, and then we did a 14 day transatlantic crossing which was a long time to be stuck on the ship for um to go over to the Caribbean wow and we like Aruba um and that was the best time really because we hadn't started doing the shows yet so we'd gone on the ship 
but we were still installing the actual shows on the ship, you know, kind of like figuring out where we stood on the stage and mm. all the props that are moving up and down. So it was really just like, felt like we were getting paid to be on holiday because we were only doing a few rehearsals in the morning and then we'd be on the beach. The so where did you rehearse before you were on the boat? So we went to Miami for two months. Um, so I went there. Yeah, it was two months, wasn't it? Um, and that was, when you when you think of two months, you think, oh, that's quite a long time to be there. But we had to learn six shows in that time. And obviously they're like full length productions, obviously like more than an hour long each. Um, so I think we probably had just over a, well, probably about a week actually for each show. Um, and then obviously you'd use the last few days to you'd do like a, an open run, they called it. So they would bring all the high up people from celebrity down into your studio and like set up all the seating area and stuff and you'd show them the shows and they'd basically give it a yes that's good to go on the ship or nope that needs changing so luckily all of ours were kind of ready to go on the ship um and then it was a bit weird actually because we finished rehearsals in Miami and I was also there whilst that Hurricane Dorian, I don't know if you remember, it probably didn't even reach England, the news of it at the time, but we got evacuated from where we were rehearsing. And at first I was like, oh no, we're being evacuated to this hotel. It's probably going to be like awful. It's really scary. Da, 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 da. We got evacuated to this hotel that had a massive pool, gorgeous restaurants. And they were just like, yeah, have fun. So for about four or five days probably we didn't even have any rehearsals we mm. just stayed at this hotel and just chilled by the pool basically so we and had that we had that to catch up on you know when we got back we had to work yeah. and so what is it like and we'll we'll move on to the dance school but I've always wanted to know what is it like actually working on a cruise ship so obviously we the consumers who go on the cruise ship have a beautiful uh, cabin beautiful food you know, allowed to go on the deck all the time. And then you hear, oh, well, the people who work there are in the bottom, they're like in the barrel of the boat. It's, you know, they've, not got, they've not got a porthole. Like, what is, what is it like? You're not wrong there at all. Um, I can only obviously speak for, like, the company I was with, Celebrity, and I was really lucky, actually, because it was the newest one. On every other ship other than the one I was on so far, they've obviously brought new ones out now, but... Um, any other ones other than mine you had to share a cabin with someone else as a dancer um, so you know you'd get a room of like quite a small size to be fair and you'd get a bunk bed someone would be on the top someone on the bottom um, I was lucky in the sense that we had our own rooms but we shared a toilet and a shower mm. so yeah it's a bit, bit of a weird one so luckily I was sharing with a girl from Blackpool actually so literally yeah. around the corner and uh, she went to Preston College so we kind of you know and you kind of know people like mutually like through yeah. friends of friends and that's who I got paired with so I was like brilliant like it's not some absolute randomer from a different country who I have no idea the background who they are like how to approach them you know what I mean um and so yeah so I'd probably say 
Well, basically our room inside the room was a single bed, but I've never seen a single bed that small. It can't be an actual single bed. Do you know what I mean? Like you could literally fit on it, led on your back. That's it with your arms by your sides, really. And we did have a TV on the wall, like that was opposite us, that was connected to our wardrobe, which was like a single wardrobe, if you will. Uh, And then I could sit on my bed and brush my teeth because your sink was in your room. Mm. It was like no porthole or anything. You couldn't see the outside. And I think that's what was dangerous because you'd you could sleep at any point of the day because there was no natural light. If you shut the door and turn the lights off, you think it's like one in the morning. You'd have yeah. no idea what time it was. Um so yeah, sink was in the room. Did you ever think then- you were gonna drown? No, literally the thought never ever crossed my mind. And do you know what? I'm actually terrified of stuff like that oh like like going in the sea if I'm at the beach I'm not really I don't really um, and then your parents and your family joined the cruise I know so you you're not just a dancer on the cruise are you you're like a host like you welcome people yeah yeah you do a bit of everything yeah that that, that's quite draining as well to be honest because you'll always have to look good yeah because the comments I got when I was going was very much stereotyped as in oh well you literally just have to dance and then go on the beach like it's so easy and I do understand how it looks like that because obviously social media portrays everything to look like everyone's in the best time and the easiest Mm -hmm. time doesn't it but a day in the life on the cruise ship was actually you'd wake up probably late-ish maybe like 10 11 because of the late night from the show before um and we'd already docked at that point at wherever we docked from about seven or eight in the morning but as a crew member you have no access to get off the boat really unless like everyone basically the guests come first so say if you have to get another boat off the ship to get onto the land you have to wait till all the passengers are off before you're allowed to look in stuff like that and um, so yeah we'd, we'd wake up probably a bit later and um, you'd go for a tech run and you had to tech run every single show every day so just to check that all the bits of the stage were running right all the lighting was right because we had these massive screens that electronically opened and kind of like showed us there and the amount of times that they just didn't work did you get get fed up of the dances no not at all actually I the dancing I I feel like as silly as this sounds if I could just do the shows on repeat constantly all the time it probably would have been even better I know that sounds stupid because you think you don't want like a break or something um but yeah that that was my favorite bit of the ship was the dancing 100 percent um, so then you'd you do you do your tech run. Um, you'd get off the ship, but like I said, your tech run would probably run till about one, and you had to be back on the ship for four normally before they set off again. So you'd, you'd have about three hours off, and that's the time that everyone would get the Instagram pictures. You know, it'd look like we'd been on the beach all week, all day, or whatever. And then, like you said, when you get back on the ship, it's not I'll chuck some baggy clothes on and go and have some nice food. Like 
you are representing that cruise ship and because you're part of the entertainment team you're like really representing us in you're like a face of it if you know mm-hmm. what I mean we yeah had the name is yeah and it was like certain clothes you were allowed to wear so like you weren't allowed to wear flat shoes when you were in any other part other than your like guest quarters so we had heels on all the time you had to be wearing makeup you weren't allowed to not wear makeup um weren't allowed your shoulders out weren't allowed your kind of midriff out like your belly nothing too short it was very formal you know like formal dresses at night full-on makeup like ball gowns yeah I know when I when I went on a cruise and there was like this guy from Northern Ireland and he was on the um he was like really really attractive this is before boyfriend before anyone (laughs) and um, and I was like (laughs) I used to go to the midnight buffet to like like catch a glimpse of this guy (laughs) and then on the last day this is so embarrassing on the last day me and mum were like person I'm not saying his name because it's embarrassing she's like oh um it's, it's the it's the entertainment group around so we could get a picture with you all and he was like no it's just me and she goes that's fine Lucy go stand next to him let's get a picture and I'm there like smiling like <laughs> and it was my screen, it was my screensaver for a good few months um but you're right you are the face of the cruise ships you are so let's move on from that I literally could just talk about cruising all, all day but so you got back from that with the pandemic you had a lot of time in terms of you know dance schools were shut everything was shut yeah um, yeah so you started a project in lockdown yeah that's right we started a building a home studio um at my parents house they've got like quite a lot of land because I've grown up um riding horses since I was younger as you know because you've obviously been to the house before yeah um and yeah with that land my mum is very much a DIY goddess if you will we call her Wendy from Bob the Builder Um, so she just decided let's build a studio and at first I was like what like this is you know when you kind of think this isn't going to turn out like it mm. has our heads like I thought we'll go along with it obviously she was doing this for me I was so thankful so grateful but in the very very back of my head I kind of thought what is this going to look like? Like, is it going to actually look decent? Is it going to be big enough? All, all the things that you kind of think about. And honestly, I've, I've taught quite a lot of private lessons from there recently. And the feedback I've had from it is just that it's such like a nice environment because it's obviously mm-hmm. like a family house. It's in a field. There's nice little paving stones going up to it. Fully decked out with like full length mirrors, a bar, you know, like all the LED lights and everything. And there's even a sprung floor. Wow. I mean, I don't even know many dance schools or studios that have a sprung floor in general. I know, not these days anyway. Yeah. So like, it's just brilliant. And it's great for me, like I said, having to do so much choreography now. Just mm. do it all. It's 10 minutes away from where I'm living at the minute. Um, so yeah, just go around there, choreograph. It's great, really good. So then you've, you're setting up, well, you've set up this dance school called Dance yep. Works with an X. Very original. <laughs> 21st century. How did you come up with that name? Oh, Lucy, honestly, I've been around Why a lot. Why did you think of the Emily Littlechild School of Dance or something because like that? I always wanted that. And as stupid as it sounds, I wanted my name on it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Of course you do. You can relate it to me. 
Um, it's my last name that put me off it. You don't That's like it. little child? Well, I feel like it's very targeted to one specific group then. Do you well, know it's nicer like- than big adult. Emily, big adult doesn't sound... No, I used to get that in primary school. When you get married, when you turn into big adult. <laughs> yes, everyone. Um, yeah, so that was what put me off. The fact that like the Little Child Academy or something like yeah, that. I do see what you mean. To not actually read up about it and just to skim past it and read it, you would think it was just for kids, wouldn't you? You wouldn't think it was someone's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it was, it was actually going to be um ej studios for ages mm-hmm. um ejay obviously with it being emily jade i thought mix it up a bit ej studios and that was the plan i was fully going with that um and then obviously you know my sister you'll know her as being the little dot that she is but she's actually doing a gcses this year which is absolutely terrifying she's like a big girl now she's going to Preston College um she's got all this amazing stuff planned she wants to do teaching as well is she um, doing dance at Preston College yeah yeah hopefully, fingers crossed that she gets in and everything but I'm sure she will because she's amazing um but so we've decided to go into this together so obviously I'm gonna be the main teacher because she's so young and she's still got all her training to do but calling it EJ Studios I felt was very okay this is mine now what are you going to do or even if she was to be involved with it it would probably to her never feel like it was shared because it's mm. my name and um, so that was more of like a family and sentimental reason why we went away from the EJ studios and then honestly I've been around every name I've done aspire ignite think of all the adjective words you could ever think of I've thought of it. It was going to be Prime Studios. It was going to be this. It was going to be that. None of them stood out to me. It kind of felt like every other school. Mm. You know, every school has a word and then studios or a word and then this. So, well, most anyway. Um, And I just wanted something that you see and it kind of brings your attention to it. Um, And the inspiration is... And she knows this because I messaged her about it at the time. My hairdresser. So my hairdresser has a, um, obviously hairdressers, a salon, in on Plungington Road in Preston called Dreamworks with an X. Mm. Oh, and the X is two little scissors actually crossing over, like a pair of scissors like that. Um, and I've always thought it's just cool having the X there. I just always thought, oh, that's really, really smart, that actually. Um, and then, yeah, I just thought, thought instantly, I thought dance works. And then I was like, oh, I really like that. Like it's short, it's sweet. You know what it is because it has obviously got dance in the title. And I just thought, and like you said, even though we're like joking around, it is like kind of fresh and new and upcoming. Yeah. And also you can like, you can like promote it. Like if you were doing, I don't know, like a, a yoga class could be like dance works for your mental health dance works for yeah 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 it's got like endless possibilities so obviously i messaged my hairdresser because i thought i've only changed her letters like it it does seem a little bit weird like i've kind of stolen her idea and um, so i messaged her 
um, basically saying she knew about the fact that I wanted to open my school for so long anyway. Um, and honestly, she was the most lovely person about it in the world. So supportive. She was like, thank you so much for messaging me, but that's like, I'm flattered, you know, and mm-hmm. the fact that you're using it, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, so she, she's been absolutely lovely about it. And as soon as she kind of gave me the green light to use it, because I was so in love with it. Um, yeah, I went straight for it. Like the advertising, yeah. So you've got, so it's called Danceworks, D-A-N-C-E-W-O-R-X. Um, <laughs> you're the founder and principal. Who else is in your team? So the team consists currently of me, my mum and my sister. So it's very, very family orientated. My sister, obviously, like I've already said, is still younger self. Doesn't mean she's lacking in absolutely any, you know, ability, anything like that. She's going to make an absolutely brilliant teacher as soon as she uh, kind of gets that training behind her. So she's kind of going to be a future teacher. We're going to take that on as half together. Um, Focusing more on commercial. She's always been better at commercial than me, I can admit it. And then my mum is our costume designer. She's our admin. She's our office lady. She's just a general cup of tea, fun-loving. We love Lisa. Everyone loves Lisa. Everyone loves, like, Lisa's just amazing. I feel like everyone, everyone needs Lisa. Everyone, she's just a one in a million Lisa, isn't she? She, Why didn't you call your dance uh, school one in a million Lisa? That would just rolls off the tongue. Opportunity, actually. (laughs) So that's exciting. And... Tell me about like setting it up. So where is it? What classes have you got? When are they? Who are they for? So we want to obviously get a premises in the end. We want a huge, gorgeous dance works premises in Preston. Um, currently at the time, obviously building a business up from absolutely scratch. It's not the best idea to jump straight into that. Um, so we are hiring a church hall in Ashton and a village hall in Ingle. So it's St. Michael and All Angels Church Hall in Ashton. And it's such a lovely church. Like the church is actually attached to the hall. You just go through a little door and it's right there. Is this on, what road is this on? Egerton Road, it's called. It's quite close to the docks, really. Is it up a hill? Is that the road now? Yeah, yeah, it is up a hill. So is it like when you get, you know, when you go down that road... (laughs) You go down the road and it used to have like the Harley Davidson garage and it's got the Porsche garage on the side. Yeah, yeah. And then is it, do you go like up Watery Lane and then is it up that hill? And then it's that church on the left. Is it that one? No, not that one. It is. The best way I can describe it. Do you know Blackpool Road very well or not? No, I don't know north of the river very well. But I can, no, I know which road you mean. Blackpool Road, yeah. I've I've got it. Kind of, if you're heading to McDonald's from Blackpool Road, so you'd yeah. go like all the way to the end to the traffic lights, wouldn't you? Yeah. The running before that on your left, oh, take back, just down there. Yeah, there's a big church. Um, and yeah, like I said, the church hall, brilliant flooring, massive space. The um, guy that's like running it and organising it all for us and everything is absolutely lovely. And he said that we can use the church for different shows and productions and all sorts. So like the little Christmas show that we're going to do at Christmas, 
we can put that in the church and you know have all the parents in there and everything yeah that's nice yeah a few carols to be sung maybe and um the village hall where's that again the village hall is it's in ingle but it's called tanterton village center i know they're obviously very very close and it's literally around the corner from me which is very ideal um but yeah so tanterton village center it is that's again good big wide open space um obviously toilets gotta have them all stuff like that um yeah i was quite picky to be honest you know on where i booked and hired i i don't know how many people i've run ground how many places i've been to see and it took me quite a long time to like source them two places and be fully happy with them um so the classes were in yeah classes um they range from baby ballet classes all the way up to adult classes every single age is kind of catered for and we're doing ballet we're doing tap modern contemporary lyrical heels um a pilates class as well qualified pilates teacher and um, we're also doing which is fun um, a our own spin on zumba called dance fit and um, so yeah so we're doing dance fit pilates everything that we do for children we're also doing for adults except acro didn't feel like that was kind of a thing that adults go for um and yeah acrobatics as well we're doing for the kids because that's so popular nowadays uh, and musical theater very busy so are you going to be teaching all these all the classes so far yeah wow very exciting so they're crammed into three days at the minute thursdays fridays and saturdays they're the only days that we're currently open because i still work for a dance school in garstang uh, garstang school of dance um absolutely love it there um the woman i work for at garstang school of dance shout out to pam she's like the best person ever like really really supportive and everything she's absolutely lovely um, and i'm quite lucky to be fair because i'm able to keep that going keep my dancing and my teaching going there whilst I'm building dance works up at the back end of the week. And then obviously, as soon as it's, we need to extend the timetable when the demand for classes gets bigger, then I'll obviously have to spread dance works out throughout the week. And like you said, like you've, you've got training qualifications to be a dance teacher. You're not just like waking up. like. Yeah, I promise I didn't just wake up one day and think, oh, go and teach some people now. No, I got um, a level six diploma in professional dance at the Hammond. Um, I'm also trained in all sorts of different uh, dance genres and I'm currently working towards, actually Lucy, you'll be pleased to know, my DDE TAP qualification, my exam's next month for that. Um, so yeah, so pretty much I'm, I'd like to say that we're very much a rounded school, as in I know we were saying before I was a very, very ballet and modern orientated when I was younger. Um, but I find me and myself, I've had a lot of experience in all different types of dance and musical theatre. And I'm definitely, you know, I've got that experience behind me and the qualifications to back me to teach these. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I was going to ask you a question about your baby ballet. 
yeah what's that like what age is that because I know that um like when people have babies when they're like zero months and they go to like baby sensory and then from yeah. I've noticed I don't have a baby but my boyfriend's sister-in-law's got a baby and yeah. it kind of stops when they get a certain age or like they graduate from like baby sensory and then there's not many places that do like ballet if you're not old old like primary yeah, I know what you mean and what the age that we're starting at currently for our baby classes baby in quotation marks because technically they're not really a baby at this age is two we're starting them at two only because I feel like that's quite a rounded age for them to then be able to walk kind of not give feedback as in oh I really enjoyed that class but you get feedback kind of from language and all sorts of thing at that age I think if we took any kids any younger we would have to have parents present and I'm definitely not um you know, against that idea. I think when we expand the timetable, which probably will be in the next six months or year, um, I'd quite like to do some actual baby classes, you know, with parents being in the room as well, like a parent and baby thing. Yeah, that'd um, be good. Yeah, I think not many places offer that. So I think that'd be quite, quite helpful to people. Yeah. And so tomorrow it's your open day. On yes. 15th of September. So why don't you talk to me about what that is, where it is, and what people can expect if they turn up? Yes, so it's kind of like what you'd expect from a family fun day, that kind of feel. Um, it is all ages welcome. Um, most of the activities and like the poster and stuff seems quite child-based. Like on the poster, it's saying like there's party games, there's food, there's fun, there's prizes to be won. But I really don't want that just to be targeted at children. Like anyone who is interested in dance works at all, whether it's to come in September, whether it's just to be a little bit nosy, see what we're about, whether it's just to meet us and have a chat. You know, you don't need to turn up and me go, okay, card details and name, please. You signed up for the year. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there's absolutely no pressure on you to join at all. I just want a fun day for everyone really it's more of a celebration to kind of like show off what you yeah and so we're going to have loads of balloons banners and lisa's on the party food of course good Um, on lisa oh that's me she's not old at all she's like yeah she doesn't age your mom she doesn't age she doesn't does she she looks the same as she did like 20 years ago as she does now she's not aged a bit bless her she wouldn't agree with you but <laughs> she'll be listening to this back like yeah. stop it emily stop it oh I'm <laughs> so oh oh <laughs> oh she will she'll be going red and everything <laughs> um oh and also there's free dance classes which is like the main event i don't know how i didn't mention that um yeah so it's free entry to come anytime between the hours of 12 and 4 um parents and children are of course welcome you know we're like a new business we're new people we don't expect parents to feel as though they have to leave the children you know with us straight away so if they feel more comfortable coming in mm. on the other hand if parents have got you know stuff to be doing on that day or whatever and the kids are interested then of course we're obviously you know we're fine to take them in under our wing and let them have a good time with us so yeah I'll be running free dance classes throughout the day and where's it at 
It's at our venue in Ashton. So it's at the St. Yeah. Michael and All Angels Church Hall. Yeah, so it's very exciting. Exciting. Amazing. So finally, if people want to find out more information other than going to the open day, what are yeah. your details, social media accounts, things like that? So our details are you can find us on Facebook and Instagram by just typing in literally Danceworks Preston. Um, I kept it really simple with that, you know, so that people could find us. Um, we're a page currently on Facebook but we also have like a student and parent group so when people join us I want that to kind of be like a nice close-knit little family um kind of group um so yeah we're on Instagram um we're also we've got our own website so that's um danceworkspreston.co.uk and our email address is danceworkspreston at gmail.com so kind of all all social media really um message us on absolutely anything we'll get back to you and yeah even just for a general chit chat you know like if anyone's got any questions which I know a lot of people do when they're kind of starting new dance schools and stuff like don't hesitate to message me at all I'm like to think I'm friendly and approachable so I'm here to answer any questions anyone's got definitely yeah you are friendly and approachable definitely (laughs) and also very exciting I can't wait to see how it goes for you and like I'm sure I'll rock up to a few of your adult classes and see yeah (laughs) I do I love a good dance I love a good dance I've missed it I've missed it in the pandemic it's nice that everything's back with that so oh well good luck tomorrow and good luck with your dance school you'll have to come on in like a year or so to like update us tell us how it's going things like that oh I'm very excited for you well good luck Emily thanks for coming on the podcast thanks for listening and we'll see you next week To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.